podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Dream Team Professor Podcast. In this episode, we're going to look at all the top point scorers and key talking points from the midweek Carabao Cup fixtures. I think this should give us a good insight going into this restart of the Premier League season. And then we're just going to go over a quick team update, looking at my vlog team and my best team. We'll start with Wolves and their 2-0 win against Gillingham. And you had Ruben Neves was a star man in this game. He got 7.7 rating and 8 points in total. Um, he hit the woodwork but didn't get on the score sheet. Um, you had Bueno as well. So he we was looking at their defence to try and see how they might line up in defence. And Bueno's recently been added to the Dream Team game. And he got 7.7 .7 rating, which is pretty strong. He's only 2.5 million on the game. Um, so that's someone I'd be quite interested in. Uh, but Samedo on the other side at right back, um, he got the 7 rating as well. But he's only 1.5 million. And he's been quite a good Dream Team asset over the past couple seasons. Um, so at 1.5, starting at right back for Wolves. Keep an eye on him in the Premier League. If he plays again, that could be a really good option. The rest of the back line was made up of Collins at centre-back and Kilman. Collins got 7, Kilman got 6.8, and then Jose Sarr got 6.8 as well. But overall, quite a solid defensive performance. And then you had Raul Jimenez. Um, he got the goal. It was scored from the penalty spot. He didn't actually start the game. Diogo Costa started up front, but Jimenez come on and scored the penalty. The other goal was scored by Alt Nori, uh, who came off the bench. Um, only played for a few minutes as well, but he came off the bench and grabbed the goal. Uh, you also had Adama Traore came off the bench for a 7 rating, so no surprise there. He does not have to do very much to get a 7 rating. Who scored really do like him on this game. As you can see, I've got the lineup on the screen here. Um, so they started up front with Guedes, Diego Costa through the middle, and Podence on the left-hand side. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Diego Costa drop for Raul Jimenez now he's fit coming into the Premier League season. Then on to Southampton versus Lincoln, which finished 2-1. And this looked like a good game to target for the clean sheet points. Zunu at 1.4 million looked like a good option to target. He put it into his own net early in the game, so already lost the clean sheet points there. Um, Shea Adams rescued the game really for Southampton, who were quite poor in the first half. But he got two goals and the star man in this game with an 8.2 rating. But he quite easily could have got a hat-trick. And if you look it up in the highlights or on Twitter or something like that, he had a very good chance to get the hat-trick in this game. It was pretty much a two-on-one with the keeper. He could have either squared it or put it away himself. And he decided to sit the keeper down, try and take it round him, and then he ended up completely fluffing it. So really, although he got 18 points, which is great, it would have been brilliant if he could have got the hat-trick. After watching the highlights and looking at some of the stats, other than Shea Adams, I don't really think there's that many players from this Southampton side that I'd look to target in the um, near future. Then we had Newcastle's 1-0 win against Bournemouth, and it was Bruno Gomares who got the star man in this game, so 8 points for him. And Newcastle actually lined up really, really strong for this game, pretty much full strength. Um, surprise inclusion as well was Callum Wilson, because he didn't look like he'd played any of those um, pre-restart friendlies, but... He started the game and he was unlucky not to get a goal. He's 4.5 million um, and he had a goal that was disallowed. But quite honestly, if there was VAR, I think it probably would have been given. Um, you had Trippier, who obviously is a star man machine. He only managed to get the rating in this game. He did get a booking though. So instead of eight points, he got seven. Um, it was his cross that led to the goal. It wasn't an assist. Um, it was obviously an own goal, but... The cross was pretty good and it put Bournemouth under pressure and led to the goals. That looked quite good for him. And it was actually ratings and clean sheet points across the whole board for this um, Newcastle defence. You had Nick Pope, 
Kieran Trippier, Dan Byrne and Cher and Botman all getting the clean sheet points and the ratings. I think the only other real thing to add in this game is a lot of people have got Almer on. Um, he did get a blank in this game and I've seen a lot of people quite concerned about it. But quite honestly, I'm not concerned. He looked fairly dangerous in the game. He had a good chance early on. Um, but for his price point, you can't expect deliveries every week from in terms of goals and assists. So I don't think there's anything to worry about. And I'd at least give it one or two games to just have a look and see how he gets on before you start to panic. Then we had Leicester's 3-0 win away to MK Dons. And again, another Premier League side that went really strong in this um, EFL Cup. And actually, with quite a few big teams already out and Man City playing Liverpool, this could be a quite a good chance for teams like Leicester or Newcastle to get their hands on some silverware. Um, but in this game, we had Tielemans who got Starman in this game. He got 13 points. He actually got a goal in this game. And at 2.9 million, he's now got four goals and one assist so far. So fairly good option and probably goes under the radar a little bit. So he, he got 13 points and 8.8 .8 rating. He also had a Perez goal that was assisted by Luke Thomas. I was quite happy with that one, actually, because I brought him in last minute. He's 2.6 million and got 10 points from this game for the clean sheet and the assist. Oddy got the other goal, which was assisted by the other Leicester fullback, Castane. So he finished on 10 points along with Luke Thomas. And then in the defence, you had Valkface and Amati, both getting the rating and 8 points each. Danny Ward did get the clean sheet points, but he only finished on a 6.4 rating. One thing to note now, with this Leicester defence, they're really quite defensively sound. They've got four clean sheets in a row. Before that, they just had a 1-0 loss to Manchester City. And then previously to that loss, they had three clean sheets in a row. So you've got seven clean sheets there out of eight games. So they've been really defensively solid. So some, something to keep an eye on. Then we had Nottingham Forest versus Blackburn, which finished 4-1 to Nottingham Forest. There aren't many highly owned players in this Nottingham Forest side in the Dream Team game. But we had Williams, who got an assist. Jesse Lingard got a goal and an assist. And Brennan Johnson got two goals and star man in this game. Lingard and Johnson were two players that were actually touted quite a lot at the start of the season that they could be enablers. I think I actually started with um, Lingard in a couple of sides, but he was absolutely terrible. So I got him out straight away. Um, then you had Surridge who got an assist and Awanyi got a goal. But yeah, as I said, I don't think this would affect many people's dream teams. Then we had Brighton versus Charlton and this finished 0-0 and Brighton actually ended up going out on penalties, which was quite disappointing for them. Um, they had a fairly rotated side. I've got it up on the screen again here. Um, one thing to note, you didn't have Sanchez in goal. You had Steele. You had Tarek Lamptey at right back. Duncan centre back with Colwill. And Pascal Gross, it's shown, was the left back, which is a little bit strange. Um... A little bit disappointed with that lineup initially at the back because I had Estepinion in my team, but he actually came on as a sub and managed to get the clean sheet point. So I was pretty impressed with that. Turns out Dunk was probably a better option though. It's a similar price point at 1.7 million. So a little bit more expensive, but he got the um, clean sheet points and the star man award. So quite a good pick if you got him in your team. Um, I'm quite interested by Lamptey as well at the minute. So he's only 2.1, but he's quite a good attacking option. Um... And if he can get a run in the side, he could be someone to consider. Matoma at 1.7 was a player that I was fairly interested in. He didn't start the game, but did come on as a sub. But he couldn't affect the game. He finished on a 5.8 rating. Another person to note that um, Trossard, he didn't start the game. He's 4.7 million, which is pretty expensive. He came off the bench, but got a zero in this game. One thing I forgot to add about Brighton is that Alexis McAllister uh, obviously just won the World Cup. He's been given two weeks off as well, so we can't expect him to be returning to the lineup that soon. So then we had United versus Burnley, which finished 2-0 to Man United. Um, and this was a game that a lot of people were looking to target, and it was 
fairly mixed in how things went. So starting from the back line, um, Dubravka started in goal, which was quite disappointing. I myself had De Gea in quite a few of my teams, and I know a lot of people did as well. I wasn't completely sure that he would start this game, but I did think there was a chance. Um, Dubravka looked really dodgy in this game. They've given him a 7.1 rating, but he had a few scary moments, actually. Um, you had Wan-Bissaka, who started at right back. Delo had a hamstring injury in the World Cup. Um, you haven't heard too much in the way of injury updates, but I think he should be back fairly soon. But wan played really well and got star man. Um, 2.4 million he costs, and he finished with an 8 rating and an assist. Um, the assist, I think Bruno Fernandes did a lot of the work. He played a lovely ball over the top to wan who put it in for the uh, Ericsson goal. So after Dubravka and wan at right back, we had Casemiro, Lindelof and Malassia. So obviously Casemiro doesn't usually play at centre-back, but Harry Maguire was out with what I've heard is a virus. Um, so that was quite disappointing as well. I thought he'd get quite a good run in the game, especially while Lissandro Martinez and Varane are still recovering from the World Cup. But no, Casemiro was at centre-back. Obviously you wouldn't get any defensive points from him. Then Lindelof, um, he's only 2.2 million, so he could be a good shout just while Martinez and Varane are still out at the World Cup or recovering from the World Cup. And then at left back, you had Malassia, 6.9 rating for him. Um, Luke Shaw was picked by quite a few people. Um, he did come on to get the clean sheet points in the end, so fairly good for him, five points. In midfield, you had McTominay and Eriksson holding. Um, both of them got a seven rating. Eriksson obviously got the goal, so 7.6. And McTominay got an assist for the Rashford goal, although it was pretty much a solo goal. Um, so both of them finished with the rating points. Then on the right-hand side, you had Rashford. He scored a really good solo goal, um, dribbled past a few players, and he's just looking so confident at the minute. At 4.5 million, I think he's a really good player to put in your team in that third slot. If you've got like two premiums, he's a perfect um, person to accompany like a Haaland and a Salah. So eight points for Rashford. Then Bruno Fernandes looked pretty good as well, playing in sort of a centre attack midfield role. 7.2 rating for him. He did go and ruin it a little bit because he would have had three points for the rating, but he ended up with two. He was having a few handbags with one of the Burnley players then just gave him a kick in right at the end. So I've got a yellow card, and he's actually going to miss the next Carabao Cup game, which is pretty disappointing. Then on the other side, you had Garnacho, who annoyingly still isn't added to some dream team. A lot of people have been tweeting about him and asking them to add him. I don't know what's taking so long with him. And then up front, you had Anthony Martial, who looked like he could be quite a good option. Personally, I'm favouring Rashford, but Martial is the cheaper option, and he's more now to start in that striker role. But I do still think that Rashford's pretty clear in terms of uh, potential points. I also don't like that Martial does have this sort of injury risk about him. He never seems to stay fit for a, a long period of time. So personally, I prefer Rashford, but I wouldn't blame you if you did decide to go for Martial. Off the bench, we had Alanga. You had Anthony who came on but got a yellow card. You had Williams, Fred, and then Luke Shaw, who I mentioned before, came on to get the clean sheet points. Then we have City versus Liverpool that's actually taking place tonight. Uh, the lineups have just been released. So they've got Stefan Ortega in goal, so no Edison. You've got Rico Lewis at right back. Akanji at centre-back with Laporte, and then you've got Ake at left-back. You've got Kevin De Bruyne, Rodri and Gundogan in midfield, Riyad Mahrez, Erling Haaland and Cole Palmer on the left-hand side. So, big names really, you've got Mahrez, Haaland, De Bruyne. Gundogan's been fairly popular. Ake, 
maybe not so popular, but Laporte and Akanji are fairly highly owned players. And there are quite a few big names on the bench. So if you've got Man City players that aren't in this starting lineup, you have still got Foden, Bernardo Silva, um, Jack Grealish, Cancelo, Stones, and Kyle Walker on the bench. So if your team, if your players aren't in this starting lineup, there's a good chance they could still come on. Personally, I've got um, Cancelo, so if they can keep the clean sheet, it would be good for him to get on. But this Liverpool side, I think, are capable of scoring past them. So we'll do the Liverpool lineup. You've got Kelleher in goal, and so no Allison. You've got Andy Robertson, though, at left back, so that's a normal um, player to play there. Joe Gomez, Joel Matip, and James Milner at right back. So no Trent Alexander Arnold, but Matip, Joe Gomez, and Robertson, that's a pretty good back line. No Virgil van Dijk. Um, he's not on the bench either, actually. And then in midfield, um, you've got Thiago. You've got Stefan Macquiera, who I've not actually heard of. And then you've got Harvey Elliott as well in that midfield. And then you've got Mohamed Salah at right wing, Darwin Nunes up front, and Fabio Carvalho. So both teams have got a bit of a mixture of youth and big players, but there's potential points there. Um, on the bench, the notable players really are just um, Sia Cass, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Jordan Henderson, Naby Keita, Fabinho. But no Allison on the bench for Liverpool. And then on to my team updates. And how I normally approach this is I have a vlog team, which I'll show you every week throughout the season. And then I'll show you how my best team's getting on. So obviously my best team could vary throughout the season. But we'll start with my vlog team. So 40 points for the game week. I've got a total of 853 points. My overall rank in this side is 42.8k. So I want to get that rank down as much as possible. Um, then transfers remaining, obviously we've just had the wild card, so I've got 5 out of 5 transfers still remaining in this team. And the team value is sitting at 54.9 million, and I have 0.4 in the bank. So we'll start in goal, and I've got David De Gea in goal. Obviously a bit disappointing that he didn't play against Burnley, but he's got Nottingham Forest in the next game, which he should be there for. The only concern I have with him is with Man United having quite a few defenders out, whether or not they'll be as solid in defence. But I think they should still be capable of keeping the clean sheet against Forest. To my back line, and I've tried to target fixtures more than the best players at this point, trying to get a little bit of an edge going into the restart. So I went with Trippier. He got seven points, and he's an obvious pick who I'm probably going to keep throughout the season. And they've got really good fixtures, Newcastle. And obviously, we've seen before that Trippier is constantly getting good ratings and attacking returns. So seven points for him. He got the clean sheet. He did get booked, so we minus a point there. Then I went for a double up with Newcastle and Fabian Scher. So he got eight points as well in the clean sheet points. And I'm fairly confident going into that Leicester game that they could potentially keep a clean sheet there. It will be tough, but they are quite solid at the back. Then one of my more punty picks, I went for Estepinion. Um, I was quite disappointed when I saw the lineups and he wasn't starting. But when I saw that he was on the bench, I thought there was a good chance that he could come on. And he came on and got the clean sheet points. So they have been eliminated from the... Carabao Cup now but I'm not too bothered about that and they face Southampton away which I don't think that Southampton really are that great to be honest then another little gamble that I took was Thomas from Leicester um, he got 10 points which I was really pleased with I wasn't expecting that I was going to have um, Erdegaard in my original team but when I saw that obviously Erdegaard would only be playing the Premier League game I thought it could be a good chance to get a Leicester defender in there so I went with Thomas and he got an assist and the clean sheet points obviously had a rating as well so 10 points is really good from him Thomas is going to be playing Newcastle in the next game so again I think it's going to be a really tightly contested game so I'm happy to leave this as it is and just play out that fixture then in the midfield I've got Bruno Fernandes, Almiron, De Bruyne so 
Bruno Fernandes, I'm pretty glad that he was lining up in that um, Carabao Cup fixture. There was a lot of talk whether or not him and uh, Rashford would be starting and how strong the side would be. But he played in that Carabao Cup fixture. He would have got three points, but he got that stupid book in. So he finished on two. He was fairly good. I'm, I'm happy to leave him in my team for the foreseeable future. I think Manu have got really good fixtures. I'm going to leave him in there, and I think he's really going to step up with Ronaldo not in the team now. Then we have Almiron. He got no points in this game, but like I said before, I'm going to probably give him... At least five games just to see how his points go. He got no points in this one, but he was scoring goals in those um, pre-restart friendlies that they were playing. And obviously, he's been really good throughout the season. So I'm willing to give him a bit of time. Kevin De Bruyne, he hasn't played at this point, but he's playing against Liverpool tonight. He's starting the game. So I think with Haaland up front, he's going to have so many good chances to get assists. And he puts in some really good crosses for Haaland. So I'll be expecting some points from De Bruyne. Then my forward line is Rashford, Salah, Haaland. So Rashford got me eight points, which I was really happy with. He's looking incredible at the minute. And he'll be in line to start against Forrest at the weekend. And I wouldn't be surprised if he can get some attacking returns in that game as well. Really impressive him. And it's good to get on him when he's, uh, when he's in this sort of confident form. Then my other players, Salah and Haaland, um, both playing against each other tonight. But with those weakened defences... I'd actually, I'd, I think at least one of them is going to get on the score sheet. And if they can both get on the score sheet, well, I'll be well happy with that. My best team's actually very similar to the team that I just showed you. The only difference is I've got Cancelo in this side instead of Fabian Scher. So De Gea, Cancelo, Estepinion, Trippier, Thomas, De Bruyne, Bruno Fernandes, Almiron, Haaland, Salah, Rashford. So I won't go through each player one by one. Um, all of these players I've just mentioned in my previous side. But Cancelo, he's on the bench against Liverpool. Um, he's a player that just delivers points quite consistently throughout the season. And I really like having this team being able to fit in both Cancelo, Haaland and De Bruyne. I think having those three Man City players is a really good way to go if you have the budget. 32 game week points in this side. Total points is 889 at the moment. And this team's up to 16.6k, so... My first uh, milestone at the minute is going to be getting back inside the top 10k. And ideally at the end of the season, a little personal target of mine is to try and get under 1k. So I'm a bit far off it in a minute, but it is a really long season and I think I can improve on that. Transfers remaining in the sides, 5 out of 5 like the other one. But my team value is significantly higher, so 58.1. And I've got 0.5 in the bank in this team. I'd normally let you know what transfers I was thinking of making going into the weekend's games. But actually, this is a bit of a strange game week. Um, so on the match centre, the game week started on Tuesday. And it would normally end on a Friday. But actually, the fixtures are showing for the Boxing Day fixtures as part of this same game week. Um, so the Boxing Day fixtures are Monday. And they're still showing in the game week 15 fixtures. So I have a feeling that... Any transfers you make aren't going to go through on Friday morning and it's probably not going to go through until potentially the 30th of December. So at the moment, I'm not going to give you a rundown on my transfers. I'll probably give you an insight on what transfers I want to make ahead of that 30th of December fixture. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the YouTube channel or if you're listening on Spotify, please do follow us on there as well. See you on the next episode. Sports Social Podcast Network.